And now, welcome to The Approach with Jeremy Seaholm, Danny Finn. All right, everyone, welcome to a Friday night edition of Candlepin Corner slash The Approach. Uh, Danny Finn and Jeremy Seaholm are here again to host another edition of their hundred and something episode. I'm going to just make up numbers as we go now. Every, every episode is going to be a little different. We're going to get to thousands, millions, whatever. Um, so we're here again with a very special episode. So without further ado, let's bring in Jeremy and Danny and we'll uh, get things started. It's Jeremy, Danny, you got to find him because he was the last one to show up for this. So we have to, he's all the way at the bottom. Are we only at a hundred podcasts? So we're, we're, we're officially at 39 and I know that because I literally just counted like while that whole thing was the last one. I, I was literally like going to my phone. One, two, three, four, five, six. How good is your counting skills? I went to Framingham High School, so not great. <laughs> oh, I go with Corey. We're at 100. Yeah, I, I think 100 sounds better. But, I mean, this is a pretty – feels like 100 with the with the <laughs> cast of characters you got on tonight. Absolutely. This should count as three at least. Absolutely. Yeah, really yeah, it absolutely should. So let's not let's not waste any time. Let's bring them right in for uh, – and I'll let you guys take it away from here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Gacharnas. Well, before we start, I do want to say, Corey, great job spelling their name right. Yeah, Thank man. you. Great job. Appreciate Some, it. Something yeah, well, I, Danny has never been able to do. No, never. Well, he's had a lot of practice, trust me. I had to put it up on boards. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you, you guys are outrun the bear OGs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're outrun the bear championships in this room. That's right. Jeremy just had to get his carried by Corey Packard. 100%. <laughs> and, the the gratefulness to he and the gratefulness that he showed me last Saturday, I, you know what? I can't even believe it. Yeah. <laughs> After you gave him that, you know, the no side. How's everybody's body was going? That, was that good or not? It, it, it was good. It was good. It, it was, was good. good. I, I, I honestly couldn't. I couldn't make the decision at that moment and I wasn't going to argue over it. So I just said, no, yeah. uh, it, it, it was tough and it was the first string. So I didn't think it was going to really make that much of a difference, but, but it did. You never know. Every yeah. pin matters, right? You know, four, uh, four pins separated us, you know, do you, did I see the trophy in the background? You I, I was literally about to say, I'm like, <laughs> is that and look at the lights in the background, right? I think that wraps this up and we can end it right now. No, you won't. I'll, I'll, I'll go to Miller. Special eggs. <laughs> so oh, first, boy. Fernando, congratulations on winning the ACST uh, semi-pro. Now it's being called the B division. Um, you're moving up to the pro. We'll start with you. So you're moving up to the pro. Do you think that, that um, are you nervous about going to the pro at all? Or do you think that's going to help your game get to that next level? Uh, yes, I'm nervous. Yeah. So I'm big, big timers. And yes, I'm hoping to move up the level of, of the game. I'm sure I can do it. Um, that's all. That's um, um, all I want to do is just be competitive all the time, and not just like half time, half the season being competitive. Yeah. I want to be the whole entire year competitive. 
I mean, that's what that's one way to do it is to bowl with guys better than you. Yes, absolutely. That helps so much. <laughs> it helps a lot. <laughs> it helps a lot. So coming out of league, league, you talked you talked about <laughs> we talk about how many people were picked right from the beginning that were going to be the runaway winners. Um, and let's face it, nobody had Gacharna v Finn in the finals. You were good all year long. You pretty much ran away with your division. When did you start to realize you had the 110 average that you had a shot to win this thing? Uh, when Dave Dorman left. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob, Rob Brown did you the favor of getting him out of there. When the underdog won that match, I was like, yes, it's got a chance. Let's get it. <laughs> There was so, I mean, there were so many upsets in that whole group. I mean, you were really the only one that was the that had the advantage of being the higher seated bowler, pro or semi pro, and never lost. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. It was yeah. fun at the same time. Um, I mean, don't all these bowlers are pretty good at their own pace, you know? So, I never gave up, up, never stop, because you never know one of them can knock you out. Absolutely. As far as big accomplishments, where would you rank? Like, what other titles have you won historically that you would put this up against? Uh, basically, just the outrun the bear single. Yeah, that's that's where I first met you. Yeah, she so was a walking. You were walking. walking. We had a, we had a last minute house shoes. No, no bowling shoes. I had to use the house shoes. I had no bowling <laughs> balls. Yeah, <laughs> I just jumped right in there. I don't know. And that's unbelievable. I would not even expect that myself to be that. Like what? <laughs> I, I mean, I'll I'll say it's it's one of the hardest tournaments to win. Yes, yes it is. As many times as we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> so humble, ask you humble that. Nah, it's always fun to do that. I mean, that's like one of my favorite tournaments. That I'll run a bed, run around oh, the bear. I love. I love doing that. So again, uh, Lou and Blanca, you also won the uh, the mixed event same year, I believe, right? Think so. Was it the year of the Kachanas? Yeah. So yeah, Danny was getting sick of me. (laughs) (laughs) Never. So you guys have also very accomplished as well. Blanca, you bowled on TV. I didn't believe it because when Jeremy told me, what year were you on TV? I don't remember the year, but I know I was in my early twenties. Okay, so when Jeremy told me you were on TV in like the early two thousands, I said, "Oh, as a youth bowler, I thought you were younger than me." And that's where where uh, Josh's question came into play. How come you guys don't age? I don't know. Um, I blame it on my mom. Uh, she's Indian descent. She's Mayan Indian, and they age very well. So I blame it on her. But I also thank her. Yeah, just good genes, right? Yes. Yeah, she got some strong genes. So now going back, um, how many Gacharnas are actively bowling? Four of us. Five, five of us. Five of us. Well, Your mom's still bowling or not? She's bowling. She's bowling? The hell? <laughs> no, she will bowling? be back on it again. Pretty um, much um, she was she's got us three, my niece, Alzea. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but she'll. Right she's not active. But she bowls. Okay, she, we're going to count that. If, a summer off is yeah. not inactive. <laughs> she won a championship last time she bowled, so you know. Yeah. What did she? <laughs> was it a league? Uh yeah, the leagues we got here down here in East Boston. There's so many. You know, yeah. we've been out here bowling so so long at this house. Uh, 
you know, it's our home. So right. any league that's there, if we're literally 10 minutes away, they like, yeah. You're in. Go up so, and show so up. How, how, did the, how did the family tradition kind of start? Who did it start with? My dad. Yeah, our father, uh, he, what's the story? When he moved to Boston from with my mom, um, he worked at a jewelry show, uh, jewelry shop. Shop. Can't talk. Can't fucking talk. And um, Sorry. his boss was Armenian, so they they went they were part of a club. So he went a night out with them, and they were playing bocce. Oh, yeah. And then uh, he he was actually good at bocce, and then they they introduced him to candlepin, and that's where it all started. He started taking all us three to the tournaments and league nights and stuff like that. Started out with it uh, in Chelsea, Charles, uh, Chelsea Square Lanes. Chet, yeah. uh, Chet, uh, Chet owned it. Owner. It was in the basement. You walk downstairs. It was kind of creepy when we were young. It was like, oh, I don't want to go down there. <laughs> but uh, once you get in there, it's 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 kind of like it was, it was as if uh, CPL was in the basement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Chet was great. Uh, his sister, daughter. And then he took us to Circle Bowl. That was once in Linfield. And that was where I actually threw my first 300, and I was only like 11 years old. And um, whatever. <laughs> After that, actually, we actually all kind of took a hiatus. We didn't really bowl anywhere after. Ooh, after that. Only funny. Dad did anyway. Well, that's when we bowled. We, hello. We went from Chelsea to Linfield. And then we started watching dad and his bowling leads when he bowled in, um, in Lynn. And, um, yeah, you know, we used to always go, like, there was no time where, especially me, I'm a daddy's girl, that I wasn't at his, at his leagues. He took everyone. I wanted to go, but no. Good luck. So, yeah, it went out from there. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a he did a tournament once, a pro series or a pro tour single store. He went out to Tewksbury. Is there a lane in Tewksbury? I'm going to Tewksbury. I guess there used to be one out there. Maybe years ago. Yeah, yeah, like a really long time ago. (laughs) You guys are babies. Remember that? (laughs) Almaskat is uh, out there now, but I don't think that was around back then. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm the oldest person in the room right now. No, no uh, where else? Uh, you took us to Melrose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, Melrose I like Bowl that place. Was a good place. That place like was place. Uh, cool. I love bowling there. Yeah, that was pretty old. School. Now, did he ever make any TV appearances? So, Blanca, in the crowd me. watching her, my dad, I used to ask him, like, you're such a good bowler. Like, he never did tournaments. He never did any tournaments. The only thing he did was the pro league and regular leagues, but never a tournament. And that one tournament that I was made TV was the only one that he did. And he talked you into bowling in it, didn't he? He talked me into He's like, no, just come, just come. So I went to Woburn, went and made it, then went to Lita, and I bowled against like 30-plus women. And I'm over here like, there's no way – I'm making it like I'm bowling 30 women. I've never really bowled or whatever. I came in fifth seed. 
But that was the only tournament my father ever did. He never was a tournament person. And he should have been. But never, he didn't, he bowled because he loved to bowl. You know? even see that today with so many people that just aren't, and that's one of the reasons that, you know, with the Atlantic, the uh, amateur tour, and now with the ACC having tiers, that we're really trying to get, there's so many bowlers that do their own leagues or whatever and don't take that next step. And yeah. I think a lot of times people look back and regret that. And it's like, we're trying to tell as many people, like, bowl in as much stuff as you can now, because, you know, this is, this is your peak, you know? Yeah. So, but we, you know, we, we're seeing you guys more and more in, in more places, and that's fantastic. Um, Talking about the CPL leagues, how many leagues do you guys bowl in that? Um, right now, season's over. Well, well before, um, two leagues, the Wednesday nights and Saturday nights, because they're the most competitive. Yeah. Well, do we, used to do, we used to do Mondays, Mondays Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Saturdays. Yeah. yeah. It was three leagues going. We always used to bowl that for a good 10, 12 years. And your arm never fell off? Just... Huh? I retired from the Monday Night League. <laughs> <laughs> but I retired on a championship. So. That's the way to go. That's now, the way to go. You're talking about, so your dad got you guys into bowling. Did you guys bowl in the youth leagues? Or were you just traveling around? No. No. We went no. right into the bowling league because we didn't come back. So, like I said, we went in a hiatus, you know, during our early teenage years. So, obviously, we didn't pay much mind to it. And then my father started bowling at CPL and chose to start bringing us to yeah. CPL. So, we all decided, yeah, let's bowl again. And he actually started me off with um, a league at CPL that was called the Dot League, run on a Wednesday night by Chucky. And it was a fun league. Let me tell you, it was a fun league. And that's how I started making, you know, CPL basically my home. That's my home. That's where I learned everything. Yeah. Well, it feels like CPL. I've never actually bowled there, but I can tell you with running out on the bear, when CPL comes out, like there's a few houses that, and, and I mean very few, that when the whole house shows up, they seem like their own family. And mm -hmm. CPL is one of those houses. And I know you guys are actually family, but like, the CPL family is is very special. You can tell. Yeah, it's very big, um, and we're normally, you know, whenever something goes down, we're there for each other, no matter what is going on between anybody. Um, so yeah, I do consider a lot of people at the CPL house, you know, yeah, family. It's a very unique fam over there at CPL. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and it kind of spreads. It brings out. Some other people from other houses coming in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Join the leagues now, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, the China's out there. I'm going there, too. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, blame I mean, you know. It's always a fun time, baby, when you're with us. You guys are definitely, like, spokespeople for the game. And going back, I want to talk a little bit about, more about your dad, Bowen. When you guys were in a tournament, I don't remember the exact team that you had, but you had Ed Woodside on your team. And as a joke, I posted Ed Gacharna. And he posted back, I bowled many a strings with uh, their their dad, and I'd be honored to be Ed Gacharna. What was their relationship like? And who else did your dad bowl with that? Uh, obviously, he had that impact. Ooh, legends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Him and, him and Eddie, they, they bowled on the TPL's team. Uh, the East Boston Detail Bowling. Yeah, the East Boston. The Pro League. Yeah. Also the Pro League. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, shut up. <laughs> this one... <laughs> This video, we keep <laughs> yeah. So they both they both uh, a lot of years together at CPL. So, uh, you know, and we pretty much grew up with 
him, you know, during his career. So, you know, it's yeah. always like that mutual feeling that we have with him. Uh, be good friends with my dad. So it was comfortable, you know, again, I'm getting on his team or anybody of us get on a team with him. It's comfortable. So, you know, we know what he's capable of. We know what we're capable of. So it is what it is. They both together so much and they were good friends and they respected each other, but they were the most competitive against each other. Yeah. Like Dude, my dad man. would be like, I'm bowling Eddie tonight. I'm gonna whoop his ass. Like, <laughs> like my dad on the same team though. They're like, on the same <laughs> team. <laughs> no, when they bowled against each other on Tuesday night. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. So my dad would always be like, I'm gonna kick his ass, and like, but he respected him so much. But he loved bowling against him. Like my father was the quietest bowler. Quietest. If he was angry at how the pins were falling he never showed it never acted on it very very like legit pro but he would talk mad shit, <laughs> shit. so oh, this yeah. is where it comes from <laughs> now you know where we get it from even even at our on the bear uh fernando and i were going at it a little bit and steve reno uh, senior had come over and he goes are you and uh, Nando talking some smack to each other? And I said, yeah. He goes, I love it. It was always with good fun, though. Yeah, yeah. You're going to hype a matchup a little bit. You're, you're out there competing. It's supposed to be fun, but you're, you know, you're competing. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're competing against your peers, you know, people yeah. you see here, you know, every other, one, or every other month, you know. It's all fun. So... So it sounds like your dad was really like the, the, the bedrock of what got you guys all into bowling. Um, when he passed, did, did you guys stick with bowling or did you take some time off? Because that could be That tough. actually got me to be more into bowling, actually, you know, because uh, yeah. I missed that part about him, bowling with him, you know, him teaching me the game. So I was like, I got I to gotta keep this going because it's fun, first of all. It's my favorite hobby to do anytime – I'll bowl anytime. <laughs> like it's that's what yeah, I love always it. Ready. What, and, and always ready. Always ready to do it. Always ready to go. I feel the same way. Not as much as as the actual bowling itself, just because physically I can't do it as many. You know, three <laughs> nights a week. But Stay the fit. community to be around that community. A lot of times when you're when you feel like you're at your lowest and you're around good people, it brings you up. It kind of makes you forget reality for a little bit and kind of. Yeah. You know, get more involved in the community and things like that. And it, it's great people like, like you guys, and then the people you surround yourselves with that I think really make it something that no matter how good or bad you bowl, you want to keep coming back and enjoying that atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he rushed back to bowling. I, oh, I couldn't stop. There was I, one point I, 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 was, I was bowling five times a week. I couldn't go like, and when he first passed I away, I couldn't go back to I bowling. I, I walked in. It was so to, much fun. I walked into CPL like two weeks after he passed away to go watch them bowl because they were bowling the summer league. Mm -hmm. And I think I stood there for half hour and I had to leave because knowing that he wasn't there yeah. was like, I couldn't tolerate it. And then I, I continued to bowl, but didn't have the will to want to bowl anymore because when I turned around, like if I made a good shot or, you know, or if I needed someone to guide me on where to go, like when I turned around, he used to be there. So now when I turned around, he wasn't there. So it was harder for me to go back to bowling and get back into it. But then I saw that my brothers 
weren't like stepping away. I know he wouldn't want me to step away from bowling. So that's why I kept, I came back to bowling. Yeah. And yeah, you know, we've heard. Those years were tough. Yeah, I'm sure. Those years were tough. Cause that what was year did he pass? If you don't mind me asking. 2008. Eight. We've, we've heard on the podcast, um, a few stories about when somebody had, you know, somebody very close passed away and just how, how difficult it can be to be back on those lanes. When, you know, Jeremy, you got you have a similar story. I don't know if you guys had heard it. Um, Jeremy, if you want to give a quick insight to that story. Uh, not right at the moment. Okay, we'll talk <laughs> about it. Um, <laughs> but, just, but, but you hear that all the time, and it's like, I do think that in a lot of ways you do have to get back to the alley um, just to be surrounded by the people that, you know, that love you. You know what I mean? So you can feel that warmth again. Absolutely. So, and then I'm, I'm a believer too, that, that, you know, even though that you can't maybe see them, sometimes you can feel that they're there and they're you know, maybe guiding the ball. <laughs> he still, oh, yeah. he still guides me. He, yeah. He still talks shit to me too. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. He's like, why you miss that? You don't miss that. <laughs> Stupid. So somebody did ask, like, so I'm, this is going to be a two-parter question. Cause I, we talked a little bit about it right before we went on. So if you guys had a money match, um, between all the family members, who wins? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm just, just going to say me. He's gonna, <laughs> I mean, if you ask him that, he's going to say him. And if this one, she'll say her. He'll say him. That's good. You, know, so you never know what you did. You can have your worst. Cash me on a good day and I'll whoop your ass. <laughs> there's a, there's you never know until it's done. In the back that you can put up for grabs. <laughs> Yeah, we might, we might, we might do it. We might do it. You know who wins? We all win. That was true. We, we got you all in the lanes. We, we all win, all win because that is going to be some entertaining shit right there. <laughs> so I don't know. I'd have to think of another family. Somebody posted, "Would you do a money match against another family?" Ooh. Who would be another? Or even like a tournament with just family members. Yeah, could be a cousin. You know, anything. Who could we put up against you guys that would put give a match? I think as a family. As a family, yeah. There's, I mean, you guys. Is it? Is it is five on five? <laughs> Do we? Does anybody have five family members bowling? Actually, <laughs> okay, we, got be, we got five. We got five. We got six. We got five. <laughs> you and my five. Or do you and Spencer want to take on Lou and Fernando? I'd, I'd do that. I'd, you know, I, we would absolutely get our ass kicked because I've seen them bowl, but we'd have the time of our life getting our ass kicked because just bowling next time. Like I've seen them. I bowled Fernando, obviously, but and I've seen Lou and Blanca around different tournaments. We got to bowl next to them at the Outrun the Bear teams, and doesn't matter who was throwing what, a two box, a strike, whatever, it was always a party with every ball, every box going by. So even if I got crushed by bowling the two of them with my brother, I would have the time of my life. Getting it's a blast. <laughs> we have so, a good time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we there to, to compete, but we're there to have a good time. You know, absolutely. So on um, the pot, the Candlepin uh, Corner podcast that Corey and Jordan did. Jordan was talking about um, when he bowled against me and a couple of other matches he watched, and he said, you know, Dan had Kate and Carrie there and a couple of other people, and every match, you know, he'd get a strike and they would scream, and then I would get a strike and everybody was quiet. He's not going to have that advantage against Fernando. <laughs> And I love Kate and Carrie, but I don't think they can get to that level that you guys get to. <laughs> as far as, you know, you, so you, you, mentioned, girls. 
<laughs> Dan, Danny, you, I mean, you mentioned just being around like the, the community and stuff like that. When, when I went to your match, you and Fernando's match just to watch, you know, usually when I go to a bowling alley, I go there, I want a bowl. Like I was perfectly fine. Just hanging around, just shooting the shit, talking with everybody, hanging out with these guys. You know, it is just, it was just fun. I had more fun just watching. Yeah. It, it was one of those matches too, where even going in, not, I mean, there wasn't a lot of people in the ACST that I can even think of that I wouldn't have wanted a bowl, but when, you know, and, and I love JT as well, but when I saw I got drawn against Fernando, I was like, okay, this is going to be funny either way, win or lose. Like, right. I didn't get, I don't think, we've never bowled head to head, correct? No. So it was just an opportunity that I never got before being from different houses and everything. So universe and has spoken. It, to, to get to that level, to be that close with, you know, with a half to go, it was fun to watch. And I think a great match. I mean, like, every 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 playoff match of his, uh, he had to come yeah. back to win, and it just drives me nuts. Gets me crazy. I love it. He I had his like uh, hair when he was going um, uh, the match before you that made him Carlos. That was and Justin made a crazy sh- uh, spare off of a uh, half Worcester. And once he made it that, had me crazy. <laughs> he had us, and he had me and my son in a chokehold when it came to the double strike. Yo, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, let me go. <laughs> I watched that match and going into the final five after JT made his shot, I thought, I said, okay, Wombo well, and JT. And then Nando comes back with that double strike. And I went, I guess I'm, I think, uh, Corey, I think I was talking to you as the match was happening. Yeah. Yep. We were chatting and about it in, in every was, every box. Danny's like, "All right, I'm bowling this person." Nope, never mind. I'm bowling. Yeah, I guess I'm, nope, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Back and forth. And that's what we. That's one of the things. The the playoffs this season. There was not a lot of runaway matches. A lot of those matches were very. Yeah. I mean, you look at my match. You know, my match against um, Shu wasn't that close, but I still didn't feel confident because he can rip off. You know, a 130, 140 easy. Um, Kyle Hetty, I was down 42 and came back with, a, I think I threw a 380 something back three to win, throw a 603. Jordan, and I tied through five. There was just a lot of close, close matches that were going through. I'm sure, Corey, you saw a bunch of them yeah, as well. The whole playoffs, yeah, definitely. Everything, you know, every match, one of the, even the Chuck versus JT match in the first that round. That was another crazy that's, match. That's, that's, JT hits that insane half Worcester shot in like the seventh or eighth box to, to kind of ice it. It's, it, the whole playoffs was fun. And, and obviously yeah. I was on, I was on the wrong side of a first round exit, but it was just, it was fun to watch <laughs> because every bowler has the capability of popping off at any time. So Blue, you did the ACST before, right? Uh, the year before, I think. Yeah. Did you ever get back in it? No. No. What about you, Blanca? We have, uh, we have three. I mean, I got my own opinion on it, but. You can no, tell I'm me. I'm not going to express it. No, no, no. Let me in the chat. That's, that's <laughs> what we're here for. No, this is what we're here for. Give the, the dirty details. So we want, <laughs> we want, no, no, no. To be honest, cash. if you want me to be honest, I just think it just takes way too long uh, to set up the match. You know, yeah. that should be a set schedule. So that way you already have that day ready. Yeah. So instead of waiting two weeks for someone to respond. That is one of the issues that we have. Um, yeah. so, ironically, uh, we had a few issues in the B, and I had this conversation with um, Rich Lamoni about it where I said, you know, not for nothing, the B Division North was the best as far as getting their matches in. Like, they were done. Yeah, they, they were done early. <laughs> and his argument back was the A bowlers are bowling in more things with all the tournaments and everything else. That's their um, fault. Yeah. Yeah, but so, if you I mean this is a commitment. 
you know, whether or not there are tournaments, oh, you're I, committed to the league no, and you're committed to the There's exceptions, you know, there's exceptions. Yeah. If and there's we, happened to be a tournament, yeah. then yeah, you know, you can call and tweak it. You have two weeks. Yeah. That's what got me. And I even made a rule change this year that I thought was going to make it better, where you could bowl up to three weeks in advance. And I thought that would help with anybody with like <laughs> vacations. Uh, and it got worse somehow. Somehow it just confused everything. So I don't know. I, I do get where you're coming from with that. Um, yeah, that's that's morally beef with that. That's all. Yeah, and I and I totally get that too. And trying to it gets tricky because what ends up happening is the people who cause the most issues end up pushing away the people that were doing their matches when they should have. And then the league ends up kind of getting bogged down by the I don't want to say the wrong people because there's a lot of great people in that league. But it seems yeah. like a lot of times the people that were more into getting their matches done, bowling on time, bowling a set schedule, they're the ones <laughs> leaving. But at the end of the day, everybody got their own lives. So yeah, no, for sure. So we want to go inside. Yeah, we're gonna go inside because it's dark. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, so yeah, Nando, we're get outside. <laughs> I'll say the schedule thing is what kind of drove me to ACST just for the flexibility. So the set schedule, like. I got a two-year-old at home, so being able to say, "Okay, I can, I can have nine days to plan it." Maybe the time frame of, of I think it was, was it two to three weeks this time? Because early on, it changed out a little bit. So may have been too long. We we did two weeks, and then was it Worlds? A lot of people had come back with COVID. Yeah, and I know when COVID kind of hit the first time around, and obviously I know the alleys got shut down, but then they were kind of taking their time to get back in. I didn't want to force people to cancel matches that had already happened, especially because if you have two people that weren't even at Worlds, why should they have to suspend their match? Because a whole other group of a tournament that they weren't involved in ended up um, being in contact with COVID. So what we did is we extended the league. And again, that caused more confusion as well, as far as people thinking we're on week seven. And like, technically we're still on week six because of the extension we had. So, I mean, you try to be as, um, uh, clear with everybody as possible, but when you're running a league with 64 people now, 128, it's it's tough to reach. Now yeah. What's up? Now it's 128. So we have 32, 32A, 32B, 32C, and possibly 32 coming out of Maine. Wow. wow. That's nice. It My goes to show goal. how, you know, when all the houses get together and keep running little tournaments how much it can grow right so you see so many tournaments now like left and right you just see them so many leagues building up so it's good to see this keep going because it means that it's not dying out i, I don't i honestly i don't think the game is dying out no, no i don't think so either no, i don't think so. i think it's um, growing from from what i've seen i think it's growing a lot so now we're getting like a now you're getting a, a main division yeah. Or spot who knows they can go Western Mass. You know, they and might we, want. We to talked about a Western Mass. Um, the problem is with something like that is um, a lot of those leagues people kind of get into a holding pattern where it's almost like, well, if it gets to like thirteen or fourteen people, I'll jump in and I'll close it up, but I don't want to be the first to sign up. So then all you end up with is like four people that are trying to get into it, and then well, I'm not going to sign up because it's probably not going to happen. And you have ten people saying that where if they all just signed up. We would have a league. And exactly. Gets tricky. But um, I mean, every every so often, is T logo? What? Paul Grant says Fernando made the ACST logo. 
Oh, uh, not the not your version. <laughs> <laughs> we got Paul. You're giving me bad information. I think I think he used the one that um that Spread Eagle or well Candlepin Bowling Network now uses on their streams. I think that the one that they use is Fernando's logo that he was putting up there for the for the match gotcha. promotion with those top tier match promotions. Get up. Happy right. <laughs> so you were talking about bowling in all of these leagues now do you guys all bowl on the same team do you compete against each other is it a mix of both uh each other say that again is it more exciting you're bowling against each other like how, oh yeah, definitely. It's so much fun. I like bowling against my mom. Yeah, I've only met but your mom once. Listen, <laughs> some every time I bowl her, she kicks my ass. <laughs> I swear, every time. It never fails. Never fails. I bowl again. Oh, I only one time when I was bowling with him. We kind of spanked her, so we were like, "Sorry, mom, <laughs> sorry." I spanked her. Fuck you! I just. <laughs> <laughs> we do have the team. No. Anyway, Paul, so... wants, Paul wants to know too. Are you bowling in that upcoming women's doubles event on September 10th? I am. And Lori would like to know who you're bowling with. <laughs> She's such an idiot. <laughs> I am bowling with my homegirl, Lori Lewis. Lori Schiappa. I'm excited. I'm excited because I love it when, um, I mean, mind you, I don't mind the team tournaments. I don't mind the mixed tournaments, but I absolutely love women's tournaments. And I see that. Say that again. I was going to say, we're starting to see a push and I know I will give some, well, I don't want to say some, I'll give credit to Paul Grant for really pushing that back in. Cause there was a little bit of, of, uh, I would say right before COVID, there was a lot of uh, women's tournaments that didn't fill up as much as they would have hoped. And I would say some people uh, expressed their views on that uh, a little too candidly on Facebook and it came off the wrong way. And I think women's tournaments started to kind of dwindle down. And I think we're mm -hmm. starting to see a little bit of an uptick in it. And if we have this one become successful, let's face it, this game is very copycat. If somebody's yeah, success... Go ahead, finish you're going to see replication. I mean, we've talked for years about the potential of doing a women's only out on the bear. Ooh. So that, that was something that was like, there is yeah, a lot of the women is growing. I mean, I see more women competing, more women trying to get better, more women just fighting and fighting and trying and trying. I love to see that more and more women are coming out, you know, and yeah. supporting each other and just like convincing people like, hey, you're like, you're a good bowler, come get into the tournaments and just to throw themselves out there. That's and what I did. And to show that the, you know, the, the, the girls bowling in the youth tournaments and stuff like that, that there's something for them to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I was going to say, you look at a girl like, um, I shouldn't say girl, a woman like Ashley Brenton. I think she's like 20. She's bowling in more and more stuff now. She just signed up for the scratch out on the bear. She was down at Millis practicing on Monday saying she needs to get in better leagues. You're, you're seeing a lot of younger bowlers, um, younger whip, female bowlers, really looking to take that next step in bowling in more competitive, competitive things. And I think that's really going to be a, a pivot and turning point that I think is really going to help 
I mean, it helps the game overall. Women's bowling or bowling overall. The more of us that are bowling, period, the better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think a lot of the women are underestimated, you know, in this in this sport. But then a lot of women, you see them like kick ass when it comes to these tournaments. I've, so I love to, to be watch honest. It. I like watching women's tournaments. I'm sure you do. Are we still talking about bowling or is this a different podcast? (laughs) We're talking about bowling. Did did you guys watch the bowling shows growing up? Uh, The Channel 5, right? Channel 5? Channel 5. The one that I was on, I I watched. That was a mixed double show. That's the one. Oh, no, 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 the, the New Hampshire tournament, the Yeah, that was the one you were. Yeah, she. I think it was the, it was the mixed doubles show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who did you Who did you bowl with? Oh, uh, Batney. Oh, that's right. I think that's the one yeah. I watched. It was a good experience. It was definitely good. I mean, I bowled against JoJo. You know, so. It was uh, a good experience, and um, I I'm grateful that my dad, you know, pushed me to do it because that's like the only time I made TV, <laughs> besides like streaming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a nerve wracking experience too because that place used to fill. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, filled and lights. Oh. It was so many elderly people there; it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I obviously everybody in the bowling community knows this answer. That Nate asked, but I have to know. Oh my God, he's so stupid. Okay, I, everybody. I, here's my thing because I know there's a story in that question. So I'm going to ask the question I know the answer to, and you're going to explain to me why Nate asked the question. Are Blanca and Lou married asking for a friend? No, they're stupid. Listen, <laughs> you, you know, we can have the same last name and be related. We don't have to be married, but no, he's not my freaking husband, he's my brother. We're siblings. We're siblings. All right. It's only because because, um, I would go to every one of her matches. He would come to my matches. Culture. That's called culture. Anyway, (laughs) he would come support me in my matches. So that's why people thought he was my husband. But yes, you can be siblings Mm -hmm. and both together. Yeah. That happened to me Wednesday at Metro. Angel Figueroa was like trying to uh, recruit me for a, his Saturday league at, at Metro. He was like, "You can bring a wifey." I was like, "Sister, sister." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, your family." <laughs> I thought we all look alike. I know I just, you're the darker I one. I just remember, like, I first met Lou and Blanca. I think that out on the bear, they. I think you guys won first, right? Yeah, the no, we we won second, second place. And then no, we won before, again. I'm saying before Fernando won. Did you who won first? Yeah. You won first. So I think I had met you guys first, and then all then Fernando comes, wins, and yeah, then yeah, we won first, and then he won. But the and year then, before we came in second. Yeah, you know, who did you come in second to? Um, um Chichi. Chich and uh, Nikki. Yeah, yeah Nikki. That, I the one thing I remember about that event was that. Cheech, Cheech and uh, McKeever had a roll-off against the team out of Millis. And both the team, both members of the team out of Millis marked in the roll-off. And Cheech was the only one that marked on his team. Nikki did not, but I think she got a 10. 
and Cheech's fill was more than the other two bowlers combined, so they got to advance, and the other team from Millis was out. Wow. If he didn't get that big fill or somebody from Millis got a six or a seven fill, you guys might have been walking out of there with the championship. He'd be a two-time That's all right, because we won the next year. Yeah. So, but that, but what I was getting to is like, then I met Fernando, then I think I met Carla, then I met Alizea, then I met your mom. And I was just, I'm at, are there more Gacharnas that are bowling that I don't know of yet? Or have I met everybody that, that's currently bowling? That's everybody. I think you've met everybody except I, his son. Who is it? His son. As in my son bowls too, actually. Um, he, no, nah, but not he anymore. Was more. I knew that couldn't be it. Not anymore. But he did win a, a junior league championship he with my did. niece. Alizea so, and Ulysses, which is his son, David. Bowling and he won a championship. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, one and done. He's like, I'm good. I'm gone. So, mic drop. I'm out. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to do. I mean, Ando, I was going to walk away from the sport forever. <laughs> Never come back. I mean, what, what can be better than that, right? He's like, that's it. Championship. I'm out of here. Easy, easy game. <laughs> so an, another good sibling uh, duo, the Nichols brothers, because uh, John Nichols asks the question. Now, we, we talked about who is better, and you all said me, respectively, about yourselves. Who's more competitive? Still you? I, <laughs> no. No, I'm competitive. I'm very quiet about it, though. But yeah. mentally, I'm very competitive. Now, I just don't really show my emotions on the lane. So more like, more so my like, face will tell it all. So I noticed too, um, Fernando, in our match, um, you had a couple of uh, rough shots and you got a little heated. And then you went back and talked to your family and then you calmed down and then just zoned in. Is that something that helps you with the, with your family being there that just feels like, you know, if they have your back, you can battle through? I mean, Paul said it. you were down, I think, in three straight playoff matches and came back and winning. Is, is being around your family like that, um, do you think that it's helps almost, you get up in those matches? Yeah, it does. Uh, it keeps you calm and, you know, letting you know, hey, stay focused. You got to, you, you know, this is important, you know. Yeah. So they always, they always tell me what to do, what I need to do or, um, you know, slow down or, you know, whatever I need to do to adjust myself, they help me up a lot. I yeah. also gave them a shot. <laughs> Did that help too? <laughs> that works too sometimes. He <laughs> do a strike right after. <laughs> so, so without that shot, I would have won, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's Maybe. something we do. We take a shot before we bowl, and then we take yeah. a shot midway, and we take a shot after. No, so not to mention... Like Fernando, like you ended up with like a migraine at the end of the match, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I was exhausted. I I felt like I lost. I found him sleeping in the car. Gone. Like all my energy was gone. I was just yeah. so out of it. I was like, oh. Well, he woke over. up at like seven thirty in the morning with the shakes because he had a bowl mate. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> he was scared. <laughs> all that no, trash fucking work. Parking lot, and he's sleeping in the car. Yeah, like he was had to drive home. Yeah, was he hugging the car? I had no energy. That migraine could have kicked in an hour earlier, man. (laughs) (laughs) You would have won, Danny. (laughs) But it was funny too because, like, talking about having people around that support you. um, You know, I always felt like I bowled better if Kate's there. And uh, 
usually a lot of times during the matches, you know, if it's getting bad or I feel like I'm, I'm losing, I'll turn to her and I'll just say, I lo- like, I'll mouth, I lost. And usually she would mouth back and you're fine. Fernando, I want you to know you got the second spare. And I turned around and I said, I mouthed, I lost. And she said, I know. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Oh, boy. You are making, you can sometimes in, in certain matches, you can feel where the momentum's going. Mm-hmm. And when you made that, that carnival shot where you, what was it? You had five pins standing with the head. It was like the one, two, seven, nine, ten, or something like that. I don't remember the exact layout, but when you hit that and it just went, that was no, the moment. Where I was about, what? Yeah, that the was, first yeah. yeah. And then you, I think you dropped six on that one with the four horsemen, ran that one. And that's when you could, you could feel it that all the momentum had gone uh, in your direction at that point too. Yeah. I, I turned, I turned to Kate when he made that shot. I just went, oh, well, shit. <laughs> you feel it on the lane too when something when something special starting to happen and you feel like you know you're about to pull away with something like did you feel it at all when you were bowling jt when you got that first strike did you feel you know that second one was sitting behind you a little bit a little bit a little bit Uh, i was just like i was trying to pin mostly and i was like i need to throw a good ball i need i need to i need something you know and I just, you know, stopped, relaxed, stepped back, and then went back and focused and throwing that that good ball that I was been throwing. And yeah. next you know, smash. I was like, oh. And after that, I was like, yeah. I got to do it again the same way. And, I, and the second time, I went really like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> when that black center pin finally fell. And I, I wish people would have more of that thought process where making sure you pin. Yeah, because I see so many people leaving pins on the deck and mm. you're throwing lazy third balls. Pinning is everything. Very will come. That's key. Yeah, you know, and both and both of you pinned your asses off, and it didn't that. Like I said, I mean, every time you throw a ten bucks, that forces him to throw a mark. Yeah. You have to think about it. the amount of singles we left up there. It really was the pinning that that made the match. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know that because I thought about it. Where that six pin that I missed cost me the match. But if that's the case, you had a five pin in your second half as well. So it kind of evened itself out in that sense. Yeah. So that when you missed that five pin, that's when I was like, I think I got this. And then, like I said, <laughs> you went, then you went wide left on your next ball, left that weird leave. And I was like, okay, he's not going to get the mark here. So he's got to get it in ninth and tenth. And then it went, and I went, that, that's game. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get into that one two pocket. I keep missing the one. <laughs> but you know what? Your ball mixed. Your ball worked really well. And, you know, I've told people this before, um, and I said it as much when um, the Winnie Ars Richatelli money match that they had, you know, there was some breaks that were had on either side. And, um, you know, Chris Chris got a backdoor strike where the, the head pin was the last to fall. And I said mm-hmm. it um, in the broadcast. I said, when you get a break like this, you have to turn around and really capitalize on it because this game's going to rob you just as much as it's going to gift you. So when you get those breaks, you have to capitalize, and that's what you did better than I did, which is what gave you that win. You capitalized on those those chances. You know, it's it's really easy to think you you know you got a lucky nine drop, but then if you go you know wide left, wide right, okay, good, it's a nice nine box. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so now I know we talked about your TV appearances now. How many, I think Blanca, you're the only one on TV. How many TV appearances total do you have between the group? 
I'm the only one. <laughs> that only that one time. That's, that's the only appearance I had, and that's it. Now you want to talk about streaming? One and done. <laughs> but if you want to talk about streaming on Facebook, I've had a few because you know when I was in the ACST, we streamed our matches. Yeah. I mean, Paul Grant has also streamed matches, so. Did you, the, mm-hmm. did you ever try out for the Comcast show? Because I know once a year they would always have a women's uh, women's uh, TV taping. Yeah, no, never so, actually never heard of it. I still can't wrap my head around that you guys aren't in your twenties. But bowling in that TV era and comparing it to today, do you feel like there's still some of that competition going on at all? Do you do you feel like there's an upswing? Because I came into the game after all of that. I mean, there is a lot of competition out there, but um, I think when it comes to respecting rules um, and just respecting the bowling atmosphere and how everything should go, I think there is a lack in that. Um, I think there's a lot of bowlers that don't take accountability to some of their actions um on the bowling uh field the mm-hmm. whole thing you know for instance the whole lobbing thing you know if you're a pro bowler if you lob i think you should respect enough to call it um i mean there's a lot of things go every so often I mean, it happens I, I could see letting one you know go but i mean if it if it's a thing two three times i could see you got you got to start calling it Exactly. And then when they don't do that, to me, like, I, I keep quiet about it. But to me, I'm just like, you know, you can't sit there and call yourself a pro bowler yeah. if you know that you're lobbing and you can't respect enough to just call it and just take the foul. Especially so know, if, it's, if it's a mark, you know? Yeah. I'd rather be told. I know Fernando came up in, in our match where you, you told me that it had air. And I said, did it? And you kind of went like that and then kind of brushed it off. <laughs> and I, at that point, I'm like, every ball's got to get down. Like, I, I, it was in my mind that I did not want to lob again. Cause I, I, that's not how I want to bowl either. If I'm lobbing, I need to get it down. It, it does me no good to, you know, go off and, you know, bowl, say I win the match, but I lobbed every other ball. It doesn't feel like it, 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 it's not as valued when you go back and watch it anyways. At least that's I mean, how I felt. I mean, it's no different than a foot foul. Yeah. I mean, there's a line there for a reason. Yeah. Right. You know, but the big argument people have made is there's no competitive advantage to it. But my comeback is then why, why do we have the rule at all? It's a, it's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's an advantage or not. It's a rule. Yeah. It's an, the only take that I've heard is that the only reason for the lob line is um, supposedly it's for the uh, proprietors, because if you're throwing the ball 40 feet down before it lands, you're going to damage the lane. That was one of yeah. the arguments I'd heard, but now that a lot That's, of lanes. Yeah, are going that is the reason why. We don't need the lob line. I, I you like. Not, you end up doing indents into the into the lanes. Yeah, I mean, you can that's, see some of the lanes where where it lands in front of the lane. You can see the indents. Yeah, that's what's going to cause if you throw if you lob it that way. Yeah, because now you got to screen the whole lane. Where, but now that we have synthetic at Millis, um, it's much easier to keep those lanes clean. It's it's lane cleaner in a, in a mop, and you're not getting those dents in there. You're just getting marks basically because right. i mean those are made for 10 pin late you know 16 pound bowling balls yeah but they, they throw out their you know 12 feet oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those can take a beating 
Yeah. So what are some things that you think, uh, because you again, been bowling so long and your, your dad had bowled as well. Um, what are some things that you think that the game needs to take those next steps? Like, where would you like to see the game go in the next five to 10 years? Uh, I think you're just going to get more youth in the seats there. That's about yeah. it. Get, get the youth in it. That's where it's at. That's where it's, where it's going to grow. It's where it starts, you know, get that interest in those kids. Uh, there's plenty of sports out there. that's readily available, but not that many houses of bowling everywhere in the cities for yeah. them to go to, you know, like even bring, say, put it in like school, like high school, like make a can't open high school team, you know? It's <laughs> tough. We, our old, um, the owner of, um, of Ryan's who he retired, he, that was one of his goals was getting schools, but for whatever reason, the schools wouldn't let them put flyers in there. He kept yeah. getting pushed back out. Jeremy got some, was able to get to schools, right? Well, Fairway was able to, but that was because, you know, Helen spent 45 years on the school committee. Helps. <laughs> you know, so they were just like, yeah, that's fine. Do whatever you want. But it worked. I mean, her youth, like when I left the youth league, we had probably 12 teams, which, you know, isn't terrible. Right. And then I went back like two, three years later, she had 30 teams. And it was crazy. I was like, what the hell happened? And she's like, oh, I just went, put flyers in the school. But they don't want you to do that anymore. So I think it depends on location too, because yeah. like when I go, when I've seen, I've gone to academy and they've had their children's league. Like you see how many kids there are, but like for instance in East Boston, there's not a big interest for children. And I wish yeah. there were because my sister grew up and got into bowling because of the kids league. Mm-hmm. You know, and you right. just don't find that much interest around here. So I think it depends on location. So we just found out last year that um, and we had a bowler do it um, in our kids league that in. So, so for people who are running leagues or have interest in running kids leagues, um, this is something to look into. The town of Franklin, actually, um, the our junior league has enough hours to substitute gym. So for people that are looking for like substitutions for certain classes, she was able to not take gym because for whatever reason she didn't want to and substitute it with jo- uh, joining the Candlepin Bowling League. So that's awesome. Awesome. Wow, that's yeah. cool. So we are we're currently like on a lot of the Facebook, uh, you know, uh, community Get that. Page move that trying to push that into other schools and communities and say, hey, listen, if you're looking for a gym substitute, join a Candlepin Bowling League. Yeah. So you, you don't have to throw a friggin' ten pound ball, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and pound is Is it's it's not a contact sport. You're not worried about people getting hurt. And you know the way we run our league. So Kate, uh, Kate's the director of the youth league at Millis, and then I help her a lot. Um, we've been doing it now for nine years. Is you can be pretty much as good as you want to be. If you want to just show up and throw balls at pins and then go home, you can do that. And nobody's going to tell you you're right or wrong. But if you want to get to that next level and try to get better, we'll take that you know one-on-one approach and try to work on your game as well. It's really how much work you want to put into the game as far as that goes. And I think that's kind of what speaks to the kids league more is you're not, while it's still a team, you still have, it's really you and the pins up there. And that's one yeah. of the things that we push them. You're going to be as good as you want to be and how much work you're willing to put into it. And I think a lot of those kids see that. We 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 also have the kids that I think care a little too much. And every time they miss, they just have a complete mental breakdown like Fernando. And so uh, learning <laughs> that, 
Trust me, I was a hothead before. Like, if I miss, I was so angry at myself. But now, I was like, hey, that's bowling. Like, just yeah. get ready for the next ball. Yeah, I I'm, think short, I'm short memory. Short memory. Most, uh, create, you know, the most, uh, what is it? He reacts. You figure it out. He reacts the most. For me, at this point, I used to get more upset when I got bad breaks. For me now, it's more of if I'm not putting the ball where I need to put it. If if I'm getting bad breaks, that's I've I've been able to learn that that's part of the game. But if I can't hit the object, that's when I find that I'm getting most frustrated because that that's a me issue, not mm-hmm. a you know I'm not Absolutely. getting yeah you know two and twos and three and twos. At that point, it's just going okay. It's not my night. But if my ball's all over, you know the the two four, that gets frustrating after a while. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it depends what house you're on. That might be nice. That might That's be a strike. <laughs> right? Two fours, it gets you a strike. Still. Yeah, it shouldn't as many as it does, but it should. <laughs> it, that reminds me, I bowled um, at uh, Palace Lanes, and I threw it at – it was either the two uh, – I can't remember. I was way in the ocean, and a backdoor strike, and I turned around, and the woman that was on my lane went, great shot, and I should – no, it wasn't. Like, I was no, like, was it? <laughs> I think my favorite thing about I think my favorite thing about Palace is when the six pin turns into the four pin and it like slides across the deck. Oh. <laughs> that happened to me at Lita. That's why Ty was uh, Susie. Oh, that's right. That's I was great. on the mark at the end and I smashed the pocket and uh, I needed an eight and one. It was the three on the left and one one of the pins slid over like just like. Just like that, and then go down. If that went down, I would I would have just third myself instead of time. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, like, Pal- Palace Palace was a special kind of place. I liked bowling there, but I've never bowled there. I never got the chance to bowl there. It was it was a fun house. That the King of the Palace was really. I only did it once, um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's cool to see all these new tournaments, but then it's like you kind of you lose in a lot of the tournaments that were kind of like New England Candlepins is one that I would love to see come back. Um, you know, but, it, but we're, that's what I'm noticing more and more with tournaments now where when one tournament leaves, it's like three are taking its place. And that's, what's kind of cool about yeah. this community where I don't, I started bowling maybe 2013 and I don't remember this. I don't remember this many, this many things to do. And unless I was started, just started bowling or bowling competitively. I mean, I bowled. I just bowled bowling like, events, and even with yeah. with Matt Nichols is done uh, with the the amateur tour. I mean, that opens up a lot of doors for those guys that's trying to get into the game. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's only going to make people better. That's and going back to ACST. That's one of the reasons I thought when Frank added the B division, he got semi pro, but we're calling it B now. I thought that that was really good because you have you have a group of people that I, I consider myself in that class where I'm competitive, I want to bowl, I want to beat people, but I don't want to bowl against Waters, Taylor, Jeremy, back-to-back. I know I'm going to get smoked. And while it's fun to bowl them in leagues, it's not fun to just get swept. You know, if some if they're throwing 640s at you week after week after week, it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. But now that you have a group where we're all kind of in our oh, own peer Danny. group, you know, but we have a group that's in our own peer group where the match has become much more even. It's also... It's also not fun to watch somebody who's way up here bowling somebody way down here week after week after week. It's just punishment. Um, it doesn't make for good streaming. It's just you know who's going to win. You turn on the match and you go, oh, you know, I'll just keep picking on myself. Seahome yeah. versus waste of time. Shut it off. You know, <laughs> you, you talk about big mismatches like when Seahome Finn are going to bowl Elise and Britain, like just huge mismatches. <laughs> yeah, for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just need people to paying attention. Uh, I'm always paying, always listening to you, Danny, especially. I wait for that to come in. But, but we have an A. We have a B. Now we have a C. And, and the fact that there was a demand for a C that filled shows that there's enough that even another tier of bowlers looking. And I think what's going to happen is is they're going to take that next step. Some of those C bowlers are going to go into B. Some of the Bs are going to go into A. We're going to see that year after year, I think. And we're really – basically, we've now created – and I'm not saying we as an ACST. But yeah, like an ACST no. academy. We, we have we have a feeder class going into the pros now. And I think that's – I mean, I, I, w- I was going to say, you know, when's like the ACST – Let's go. Climb up the ladder. Somebody else on me. I think that's actually – that's actually a great idea, though. No, ACST courts. I can't get two grown men to come up with a data bowl. I'm not dealing with children and their parents. <laughs> You need also a bus company to, to transport them all. Yeah, you, no, you need I'm, a transportation company with them. That might go back to Lou's idea of having a set day. Your match yeah. is on every yep. Saturday. Yeah. Maybe then, <laughs> but not before then. <laughs> so obviously you can't stay out on the bear because you've all won it. What is one major accomplishment in this all individual that you guys want to win separate from each other? That we want to win. What's one What's one thing? You have a bucket list of things you want to accomplish. What's number one in the Candlepin world that you want to accomplish that you guys haven't accomplished yet? And I'm looking for an answer from each of you. Uh, I would like to try to do uh, Candlepin for cancer. Yeah, that's a good win. Uh, you come out with a good paycheck, too. Yeah. And it's tough, too. All the big guys always play, always in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's on the list, definitely. Talk to get in. Because <laughs> you got Pro Series event. Now, Lou, you won a Pro Series event, right? Uh, no, I ain't winning. Oh, one of it. Uh, one event, and then I won with the random three with uh, Holbrook. Like, yeah, I yeah, I thought you won the, the random draw. Yeah, yeah. That yeah was it's, it's so insignificant, he forgot he won. And meanwhile, you got a trophy. <laughs> you won't stop <laughs> It was like I won one. Oh yeah, that one, that little thing. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, like it's rolling. It it oh my god! My Which, by the way, because you're on the podcast, because you won the ACST Semi Pro, Corey, can you shout out the company? Yeah, Esco Awards, ESCO Awards, Salem, New Hampshire. Anybody needs bowling trophies, go for them. I think they did a pretty, pretty great in reasonably priced job on, a, on a, both those trophies came out awesome so go check them out um, but just to speak of trophies i got a shameless plug only lou is signed up currently for the candle pin candle candle pin corner christmas classic so sign up we got a pretty cool title belt coming so let's let's go fernando Wait, Blanca, what, you, what you signed for you don't even know what you signed up for i, I signed up for so many that's the that's the nine pin tournament we're running in december nine oh yes 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 academy you gonna do it, Jeremy? You, I, I think you're on vacation or something. In December. I, I get a title belt. <laughs> it's a title belt. I, I wish I, I don't know if I can. When, is it? when is it? Anyways. It's gonna be in December, December seventeenth. All right. So he says, "Cancer." What's yours? I don't know. I don't know. How about the doubles tournament coming up or something? I would love to win the doubles tournament, Lori. There you go. <laughs> I mean, of course, I would love to win something that's just women, you know, but there's not too many things that have to do with women right now. Like, there's no singles tournaments. There's there's not really a lot. I mean, so, I mean, if I had the opportunity to, you know, 
you know, had the chance to win this doubles tournament with Miss Lori, um, it would be amazing. You know, and oh, even friends is like I love um bowling in the mixed world. I would love mm-hmm. to have a mixed world belt. Yeah, you know. That's one of mine. You know, I would love it. I love my team. Uh, I love the competition. You know, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. So I would love to have one day before I retire. (laughs) I'm sorry. How old is your son? 21. 21. So you legit could have a team Gacharna for mixed worlds. You have enough bowlers to just have a whole family be one team. (laughs) Well, no, we can do it now because my mom bowls. But usually you throw three guys. Um, Well, listen, we adopt plenty of Gacharnas. That's true. A lot of people. You know. Eddie. Eddie's a Gacharna, Danny's a Gacharna, you know. <laughs> That's fair. I think I think there are plenty of bowlers that would adopt the Gacharna last name to be on a team with you guys. <laughs> I just don't know if the universe can handle a team like that. That's all. <laughs> um, so I would say mine would probably win a, the Pro Series. If I can get one of those on there, that'd be nice. Um, I definitely want to win the singles. I'll run the bear. Which hopefully I will. <laughs> coming up. It's coming up. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Those are always a blast. It's just a blast to see that many people in one building, honestly. God. Your run has grown so much. It's amazing. I'm, you know, I'm you with that tournament. That Jeremy was on board for that tournament from the beginning. The first time I told him the 100%. idea, he said, this is a fantastic idea. You should run with it. <laughs> To be fair, I didn't say that. <laughs> he said, you can try it if you want, but I don't. He did. He said, you can try it if you want, but I don't think it's going to stick. Even so much to where I bailed on the first tournament. <laughs> no one's showing up. Holy <laughs> the first, Why is everybody here? The first, we only had 19. The first three, we had 19, 21, and 17. Um, a lot of people think I, the fourth one was the first one. There was three before that. It was just called Millis Knockout. But I oh, see, it, it was the name. The name. Yeah, it was. It was the name. That's that's another story for another day because I hated the name. (laughs) I'll tell it quick. Wait, what was the other one called? So it was just Millis Knockout, and we were were just sitting at home, me and Kate, one day, and I said, uh, "We need a name for this tournament." And she looked at me all excited and went, "How about Outrun the Bear?" And I hated it. <laughs> what does that even mean? Look what happened. And she goes, think about it. You don't have to be the fastest, just don't be the slowest. It's the same thing. You don't have to be the best. Another you thing she's know. better at you at. Name and name. That's <laughs> not better than Danny. And because of the marriage. I thought it was she is absolutely she's the brain, she's the look, she's everything. But <laughs> she's better than Danny. That's gonna get pinned. And because I love her so much and I'm afraid of her, I just looked at her and I went. I mean, we can try it, but I just, it's its long. I don't think it's going to stick, but let's try it. And if we think of something better, we'll come up with something better. And there, there you go. Yeah, Skyrocketing. But we, uh, we people have shirts and hoodies. I know. And- we have logos. Listen, I don't know what happened to my shirt. I thought you found it. No. No. Oh, I, we have, we, we bought another, uh, I bought extra this time around because that happened last time where people bought it after. 
um, shameless plug. But uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to my shirt. I never received it. Well, I'm not wearing it because you you bolded it. No, I did not. He did. In your shirt? No, it said <laughs> he. You gave supposedly you gave my shirt to him, but I never received it. So I don't know where it is because I have never seen it. Message Kate. She'll probably hook you up. Oh, that's my boo boo. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we're getting towards that time. I usually ask this question towards the end. Now, I obviously know <laughs> the answer to this question. That's a cat butt. It's a cat butt. But, uh, it's a cat butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I usually ask who you know was a bowler that you looked up to or your favorite bowler to watch this and that. I would like to assume that your father was obviously your favorite bowler. So you can't name him, but who else? You, who, who else would you say is is somebody that you looked up to? You know, just as a bowler, mentor, or whatever. Wow. Um, me, I would go with Mike Morgan. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, Mike I love watching Mike uh, bowl. Oh, yeah. He's a fun guy. Bunch Mike is amazing. Funny. He's always having fun while he's bowling. He he is hilarious, and there was a time on on the Comcast show they put him in as guest commentator, and it was it was gold. It was absolutely <laughs> yeah, it was a funny guy. I bowled against him on the TV. Oh, did he bowl with JoJo? Uh, I I don't know who he bowled against, but I, I ended up bowling against him, and I I knew his name, I knew of him, but like I was in a little shock when I was like, oh wow, it's Mike Morgan. Like I was, so, I was like in shock that I was actually going like toe to toe with yeah. him on the lanes because I'm like I've never really been in this kind of situation before. And and he's such a, such a great guy, so so nice. Always nice, respectful, and just like all around cool guy, you know. Um, Holbrook and Wickham. Every time I love watching them. I can, I can sit there and just watch the ball all day. I love Craig, but every, uh, we had um, Bobby Witt on the podcast, and I said it after he left. I never met somebody more excited to just talk about bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He he walked in the building. He was all giddy. He's like, all right. Oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> first, first time I met him, and I asked him if he wanted to be on the podcast, he, we said yes, and then he goes – Tell Jeremy I'll come on. And Jeremy goes, does he know you're on the podcast? I said, I don't think he knows who I am. And then afterwards, he was talking about the kids' league, and he goes, I got news for you, Danny. This game ain't about you and me anymore. It's about these kids. And I went, I don't think this game was ever about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Nando, you're up. What? Mike Morgan. Yeah, oh. he said, he said he's Morgan. And then they're second and third. I was debating on asking the last question, uh, but then I, I feel like I'll ask anyway, since we, we picked everybody and not, not one from Maine. I'm going to really narrow it down. Uh, who's your favorite bowler from Maine that rhymes with Jim Dodaro? Oh, not answering that. <laughs> not answering that. Oh, I don't even think I've bowled in Maine. The name we won't mention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey Tim, I tried. That one's not on me. Yeah, uh, no, no. we're not gonna we're not gonna answer that, Timmy. No, you're not. Gonna. I'm not gonna answer that. I know that's why he's asking that. <laughs> <laughs> little, 
we're like our little people, you know, category. Wait, are we making fun of the little people? Little people committee. Hello, me and him are on the same committee. We're both like five feet tall. Yeah, so, so am I. Two, two mixed worlds ago. Well, you were in our group. <laughs> two mixed worlds ago, um, we brought Madison and Kinsley, and uh, Kinsley would not let anybody hold her except for uh, Blanca. And she was like, yeah, I'm the only one that can hold her. I went, you're the only one here that's her size. <laughs> Offended. But your other daughter kicked me, though. That's the same daughter. <laughs> so I don't know if this is going to pick up. Probably not probably backwards but oh, it's backwards there was a sign i saw jeremy i was going to send it to you that says due to short staffing we are closed and i was going to ask really? jeremy why he got a job at the dollar tree wow, wow. <laughs> you know how many times do you know how many times like kids would ask for like toys like on the top shelf and i'd yell to dan i'm like i need an adult <laughs> <laughs> Do you get the gripper? <laughs> you know it's great. We have um, Dan Esdale and Steve Reno who work now with uh, at Ryan's and Millis. So I'm no longer the tallest one there, and it's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so you're Guys, short now, huh? I'm the short one. That's fine by me. I don't have to reach the top shelf anymore. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks, thanks. for the invite. Thanks for having us. Um, do it again sometime. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, we had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, we'll we'll keep you posted when the next approach is going to be on here. Thank you to Danny and Jeremy first for letting uh, us have it here on thank Twitch. Thank you, doing a great you, job. Charna, as you guys uh, were a blast tonight. A lot of fun. All, all you guys here, catch us Sunday. I'll be live. Can't guarantee Jordan yet. Haven't talked to him. He's working this weekend. But I'll be live Sunday for sure this time. Uh, we'll get back on a regular schedule as the season starts. But for Candlepin Corner, I'm Corey. This is The Approach with the Kacharnas. Everybody have a great night. Bye.